0: So, uh, this is technically episode 153 on episode, episode 123. I did a podcast tutorial, how to create your own podcast episode 149. I did a, an FAQ just kind of answered people's questions that I always get asked when I try to get, um, guests, on, please excuse me. I feel terrible. I got checked for COVID this morning. I feel awful. So please excuse my love energy. Um, yeah, I did like an FAQ. What this podcast is, when I try to get guests on, I always have to ex- naturally have to explain what it is. It's kind of not other podcast. There's no specific theme. Blah 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 blah. I had on my buddy Jack McDermott, who I've known from almost my whole life. I've known since 2001. I turned 30 in two days, so I've known him for 19 of my 30 years. Um, and he's creating a company, Humanity Capital Investing. And it's the idea of an accredited, excuse me, an accredited investor investing in a single person and their endeavors, and the uh, the hierarchy of the the higher hierarchical pyramid of needs. Um, and that really resonated with me because it made me think of college. Um, all throughout middle school and high school, I was never like a good student. Not that I wasn't capable; I just didn't try. Freshman year of college did very bad. Sophomore year of college, almost ten years to the day. Ten years ago to the day, it was August seventh, two thousand ten. So, oh well, yeah, almost ten years ago to the day. My dad dropped me off at the frat house in Valdosta, Georgia, and I kind of realized I only had a couple more years left to the real world, and I needed to get my shit together. And I decided then and there that I was going to be a doctor. And the first year was very difficult, trying to get A's, living in a frat house. But I also worked at a bar because I wanted to save up money and transfer to UGA. And I know UGA was more expensive. And I managed to do that, but it, I feel I feel like it t- took like a, a year off my life that year, working at a bar until 4 a.m. on the weekends, living in a frat house, getting straight A's while doing undergraduate research. And I did it. And then when I got to UGA, I took out loans. And that made a world of a difference because now I could just I could pay rent. I... I went to Sam's Club. I got bulk food, but I could take care of the things I needed to gas my car. I could pay for textbooks, tuition, rent, utilities, food. And once I started doing that and I had everything else taken care of and I just had a pair of dumbbells in my room, well, then it was just smooth sailing. I I didn't work any less hard. It wasn't like, oh, now I don't have to work on the weekend. So now I can party. No, now I just filled that gap with more studying more studying time, got even better. And I mean, weed out classes, pre-med classes, organic chemistry. I mean, I got the highest score in OCHEM one in spring 2012. And I think I got the second highest score in OCHEM Um The classes were the average was like 40. I was getting 99s. So. I got 4.0s. I published undergraduate research, uh, I've said it before. I'll link it in here in the comment or in the in the info of the video the it's the effects of salinity on nickel toxicity to the two urahaline fish species Cryptolebius marmoratus and fundulus heteroclitus it was me Cameron Morris and under the, and under Dr. Gretchen Bielemeyer. um yeah i graduated magna cum laude i and again when i had everything taken care of and i was free to just study I started studying for the MCAT nine months out. And instead of part I didn't go on spring break my senior year, all my friends went on a cruise. I didn't go. I studied. And I studied nonstop over Thanksgiving, over Christmas, nonstop. And I ended up scoring in the ninety-fifth point six percentile on the MCAT. I don't know what the MCAT scoring is now in 2020, but in twenty thirteen it was still out of forty five. And I got a thirty-five. I I interviewed at um University of Miami, Miller School of Medicine, Tulane University School of Medicine, Thomas Kerrigan, and uh, University of Southern California, Keck School of Medicine. I mean, there's Thomas Kerrigan, November 1st, 2013. That was the day some dude shot up a LAX. So, I guess that was an omen of me not getting in there. Um, Tulane uni- Oops, can't see anything. Tulane University, December 6th, 2013. And there you go. I was accepted to this one, University of Miami Miller School of Medicine. So don't make false claims. Um, I then applied to pharmacy school. I don't have that letter. I got into the Lake Erie College of Medicine Pharmacy School, is an online school. I didn't want to do. brick and mortar thing. I wanted to be at home, which I guess in hindsight is like the very first maybe hints of me wanting to do a podcast. I wanted to be at home and do my own thing. Um, And I don't don't have a letter for that, but I guess I look at it as like medical school is much more difficult. So if I got into there, I don't know, I'm not as worried about being a stickler to find that. I can if I really need to. Um, In 2014, I lost a sibling to suicide and I created a 501 3c nonprofit corporation called change for pained brains I wanted it to be some linguistic thing memorable I raised uh, over the course of the year I raised $15,000 from about 150 different donors from a dollar to a thousand dollars from people um, I didn't want to donate it to the National Institutes of Mental Health because I was advised by the remain unnamed but active and now retired surgeons and other physicians telling me that that might not be the place to donate the money because it might disappear into, you know, whatever. It might be pocketed somewhere, you know, the equivalent of the $5,000 hammer. And I really didn't want it to do that. And uh, more so, I just didn't want that to be what I raised money for my brother for. So I donated it to homeless shelters around Athens, Georgia, because to me that was sort of that was the front line that was yes it's great to research ssris and snris and all these different things and and stabilizers mood stabilizers um that's great research but i looked at it as there are also a lot of people who just don't have anything and they don't have medical care and sometimes maybe they just need a pair of socks or some ramen noodles, and that's enough to just sort of keep them going because anyone can break down when they don't have necessary shit. So did it contribute to new medicine? No, but I'm very proud of what I did. Um, I can I, I have the I have the thing around here. So I have the legal zoom documents, which I can find. I still have. Um. In 2016, I started teaching myself graphic design. I have a whole portfolio of completely self-taught shit. I'll link that in here. I wrote my own um, about 50-page uh, sort of gonzo journalism, Hunter S. Thompson style thing. Um, I'll link that in here, too. It took like two years to write. That was a passion project. Um, and last last December 12th, 2019, I started this podcast. Point of all of this, for you still listening, is... Well, I'm almost thirty. Uh, parents are trying. To tr- parents are trying to retire. I definitely need to get out of here, um, for my own sanity, but also because they're gonna retire and I need to move the fuck on. Um, so I'm working at a liquor store, saving money to hopefully save. Probably take about a year. I think I can save up to. I think it'll take a year to save up enough money to have a year's worth of living expenses taken care of. It would just be college again. It would be a tiny apartment, Costco food. But instead of studying, it would be podcasting. So why do I need that to podcast? Well, because I don't have on specific guests. And it's not a niche thing. It's not, this is Tommy's auto detail podcast. I'm I'm modeling it after the Joe Rogan experience. Because I started listening to him in 2011. About a year, year and a half after he started. Before it was, I sound like such a hipster, but before it was big, and I thought it was so cool how it was just anyone and everyone. I mean, recently, it's like you can, he can go from, he can go from a a COVID expert on epidemiology to Post Malone. Like, and that's what I like, and that's what I feel like I can do. And I think another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Shown that I can do it. This podcast is almost eight months old. Yeah, almost eight months old. This is episode 152. I've had on members from Delta Force, Green Berets, uh, CIA uh, ground Force members. can't name which ones they are, but you can probably figure it out. I've had on uh, Michael J. Durant, the the pilot of the, of the Black Hawk that was shot down in Mogadishu during the in, in Somalia in the Battle of Mogadishu. Um, Black Hawk down guy. that's how he's, he's known. Dwayne Hughes. From uh, Sandia National Laboratory, eighty-six years old. He worked at that laboratory for thirty-eight years. Um, I had on, I had on a kid named Logan who survived a school shooting. Fat um, on guys that work for NASA. Fat on guys that build telepathic robots, and that's not hyperbole. Uh, Powerlifters, um, drone operators. I've had on tons of doctors. I've had on tons of people, and uh, I always have more in the pipeline but so because it's all free form and because i don't if people are nervous and they want questions as almost like a scaffolding i'll provide that but that is the exception all of mine are just it's just it's riffing it's open mic it's live it's freestyle rapping it's just let's go and for me to do that i have to have ammunition and there's a Eminem was was interviewed by uh what's his face? Anderson Cooper. I think it was like ten years ago. And he talks about he talks about how he's just always writing down any sort of like linguistic flows, phrases, catchy things, ideas, and he he keeps them scribbled. He says it looks like crazy person scratching. There's one from like a napkin from a hotel in Paris. There's another one from like South Africa and New York. And it's just shit he's bus tickets, plane tickets. He's just scribbling stuff down, McDonald's receipts. And he called it stacking ammo. And it's, he doesn't know when he'll need it, but he likes to have it. To me, that is what I'm doing on a much whiter and less less cool way. But it's stacking ammo. I listen... God, I sound so white. I'm stacking ammo, guys. It's going to be a hoot. Um, it's... I listen to, no bullshit, probably 10 plus hours of either audiobooks or YouTube documentaries every day. And I have for really since like 2016 i just i have a constant need for that and that's there's probably a much deep-seated issue about you know there's probably some philosophical note on you know why do you need to have an influx of information why can't you just sit with stillness and consciousness and be but you know that's nirvana and probably the next life so i'm going to focus on the the podcast for this life i always have to be listening and uh, reading and like in college back to the loans I like to prime myself to be in the best position to absorb information every day. And in college, that was eight hours of sleep, non-negotiable. It was dieting, caloric restriction. There are a lot of benefits to that. And just personal feeling good about yourself, working out every morning, meditation two to three times a day, cold showers. I would do all this and it would prime my mind and I would have 10 to 12 hours to where I could just just extract information from books. And on days I didn't work out or didn't sleep well, or was hung over. I could do maybe a tenth of it, a fifteenth of it. I could do nothing. Today, didn't work out. I don't feel good. It's difficult talking right now. Um, but even now, like, playing video games, like, I hate just, I, I feel like I'm wasting my life. if I'm just playing a video game that all the accomplishments disappear the second I turn off the console. So what I started doing several years ago is pick a game that I've played a million times, like a sandbox game, just driving around and blowing stuff up. I mute it and I've said this a million times on this podcast, so I'm sorry if you're banging your head against the wall. And then I listen to audiobooks. And right now I think my Audible library is 104 books. And it's stuff that I would never in a million years sit down and read. Because I'm I just I can't focus. I did in college because I wanted to get into med school. But in terms of just reading for reading, I no, I can't. So UFOs and Generals. It's Future of Humanity by Michio Kaku. Where is it? There you go. 100-year marathon. Patton, Playing to the Edge by Michael Hayden. Secret Century. Twilight Bombs. Yeah, it's some alien books in there. Operation Paperclip. Eyes in the Sky. Autonomy. Blah, 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 blah. I'm at 103 titles. Stuff I would never in a million years listen to energy by Richard Rhodes and it's about like the early like natural gas mines in Britain Shit I would but but when I put on a video game and I just I put it on as audio I end up going into like a weird sort of meditative. It's almost like I don't know Like those uh like Buddhist beads. You're supposed to always count so you never lose consciousness um, or like playing solitaire or gardening to me it's a very meta it's like a sand it's like a zen sand garden but i'm doing that and i'm just listening to books and i absorb material and i can do it for 10 to 12 hours just insane amounts of you know documentaries on norad or the f-35 fighter or operation high jump to antarctica or shipping nuclear weapons components to tinian island or it, it just goes on and on and on and on and on, like the long, the long helium balloon-filled tunnel that was two miles long that went out from the side of the Ivy Mike test in 1952. Like it's, but I, by absorbing more and more information, it is a lot like studying in college. There'd be, let's say, a test every four weeks. The first three weeks, I would still be trying very hard to just get the information, and the fourth week is always where. It was the last 25% of the time, but it's where I felt, it was like flipped. It's where I felt like I made 75% of the progress because it's like doing a puzzle and you're putting together the different pieces. And then it finally you can almost start almost like Pangea. You can start to like connect the pieces and all of a sudden just like the completion percentage just zips up. And that's, that's what I do with like books. And it's like the more I listen, it's the more this like bigger picture of shit that's not even related starts to like it's almost piecing together like humanity and like global interconnections and maybe it'll take my whole life. I don't know. It's kind of what I want to figure out. But by doing all of that, I'm able to talk to really anyone. I think I'm a pretty charismatic person uh, and I can I think I can just talk to anyone. I always have. I mean I remember in 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 LA on November first, twenty thirteen, when I had my podcast, there was like a huge traffic jam because that guy shot up LAX and uh, I couldn't get back to my hotel. I had no idea where it was. I couldn't get service on my phone. So I was literally just on like this like public transit. I remember I was talking to this Hispanic woman who was driving. It was just me and her. Everyone else was off. We probably drove around L.A. for two hours. I was just shooting this shit with her. We were laughing. Best friends. High five. Never see you again. But that happens every day of my life. And I can either rest on my ability to do that or I can enhance it. So it's back to college. Okay, I have loans now. Oh, now I don't need to work Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Do I rest on that? And now I go out and party and then I study Monday through Thursday. Or do I take that and then push it even farther? I'm really tall. Do I rest on that? That's what's going to make me go to basketball. Or am I really tall and I go to basketball camp? And now instead of starting on varsity, maybe now I go to the NBA. Do I rest on my ability to talk to people or do I take that? And do I just jack it up? Do I? What, what can I do to facilitate this? Constantly be practicing with podcasts. Constantly be absorbing information. Getting on people who write these books. Picking their brains. Getting better and better and better and better at it. That's what I do. And I thoroughly love doing that. However, working now, three days a week, it's off at like 2 or 3 p.m. Two days a week, it's just full of the whole day. So two days of the week, I just can't podcast. But even the other three... Um, by the time I get back, it's in you know, a woe is me. It's, I still do the podcast, but I mean, they are admittedly of a lower quality. And whereas I used to listen to maybe two audiobooks a week, I've been listening to the same one for three weeks. So it's I mean, I'm at like a one sixth uh, efficiency right now and I'm going to keep doing this for the next year until I can give myself a year birth and make it happen where I don't have to work and I can just pump out a podcast every day for like 365 days, like August, 2021 to August, 2022. So August, 2020, save up a year until 2021. I don't think stop working, but probably greatly reduce it and then have a year to really try to just, you know get something going inject the fuel into the engine. But that could be facilitated back to Jack McDermott's humanity capital investing is, um, it sounds bad that I don't know that off the top of my head, right? It's, I'm, I promise you, I'm just tired and I feel like shit. Um, I want to get, it took four years to get into med school. I want to get four years of living expenses. It's roughly $100,000, $2,000 a month. And so when I say 2000 like, I mean small apartment, Costco food, gym membership, And just reading, reading all day, every day. And I don't have to propose this as some unrealistic, like, really, you're going to do that? Because I can show that I'm going to do that because that's exactly what I've done already. And I did it incredibly well. Excuse my lack of humility. So I'm not even proposing this idea that, you know, really, you're going to do that. You've never done it before, but you're going to start, you know, it's like the people that come into the liquor store. I'm stopping drinking tomorrow. It's really, bud, really. But that... I'm going to do what I've done already. And I want to take this podcast and I want to take it to the stratosphere. That's what I need is I need $2,000 a month for four years, technically $96,000, but a hundred thousand dollars, it's just easier to say the cheapest apartment I can get. I mean, I don't want to live in the ghetto and get killed, but you know, cheapest apartment I can get food at Costco gym membership, hopefully at whatever apartment complex I can find insurance, Prescriptions, gas, uh, fifteen dollars a month for Audible, and I can re-listen to other Audible books and um, YouTube documentaries, and then just keep finding guests. I mean, I'm eight months in, three months in, I had a guy on from Delta Force. Four months in, I had a Michael J. Durant. Eight months in, I don't want to, I don't want to jinx it, but potentially another big guest in the next week and a half or so. Stay tuned. Wink, wink. Um. And that's what I can do right now, not knowing what I was even doing really for the first six months, and now the last month, working. What could I do if I can get this thing streamlined and I can have my expenses taken care of? Not so I can ah, sit back and relax, but so I can just take it and just crank it up to 100. You know, working at the bar, studying when I can, or what if you give me seven days a week for a couple of years? What can I do? I can get into medical school. I can can go from a meathead in college to interviewing at these schools. Um, I can start a 5013C. I can teach myself graphic design. I can write a short story. Um, That's what I want is I want to find, I I think I can do it in less than four years, but I uh, would like to err on the side of caution I think I could turn this into $2000 a month of income for me to survive. It's no bullshit, all honesty. Truly believe I could by January 1st, 2023. Definitely a pretty solid feeling that I could by January 1st, 2022. No bullshit, I don't think I don't think I could do it prior to that. At my current speed, it could take much longer. I think by 2023, it could be revenue to survive. Um, At which case, I wouldn't need an investor, and then it's just, well, I'm just going to go reap all the rewards for myself. But if someone were to invest, I mean, Jack and I talked about it. I think I agreed that I would, and nothing's written down. If my parents are watching this, you shouldn't be signing anything. I haven't signed anything i would do seven percent of whatever i made from the podcast for 10 years i think i can do what joe rogan does and i think i can do it better i think it will take me 10 years to get to where he is 2030 i think that by 2035 2040 I, I, i i legitimately believe that i could i could cast a shadow on joe rogan and howard stern and um I do commit to crazy shit like that because I do it. Um, and I hope people laugh at this because it's going to be that much sweeter when I do it. And I will do it. And I I don't give a shit who believes in me. Now, if someone wants to help me do it and cash the fuck in, that's where you come in, potential investor. But um, watch all my episodes. Don't take this one curated where I'm clearly... Shower, comb my hair, put on a collared shirt, you know. Don't 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 look at this curated episode. Look at all the other ones. Look at the first hundred and what is it? 152? Fifty one. Look at the hundred and fifty two episodes before this. And examine that. I think I think I can do it. Um and whoever helps me do it is just gonna fucking cash the fuck in. Um in 2007, when I was 17, I had my parents open an E-Trade account for me, and I took money that I saved up from a summer's working, and I invested in Apple, and then I sold it in 2012 to help pay for school. I had that, I had that foresight when I was 17. And don't take my word for it. Go look up the historical charts. If I remember correctly, I invested $2,000, and I cashed out at it around, I think it was $14,000, might have been $16,000. And I had to cash out. There was no other There's no other option, but that's that's private matters. But if I had that foresight when I was 17, and I had the foresight to look ahead and get into UGA, the foresight to start studying for the MCAT nine months ahead of time, I think I have shown that I can. And I don't need to prove that to anyone but myself. But as I am trying to get money so that I can do this for a long time, I do need to do that. So um, there's my, my pitch video, Jack McDermott. I told you I'd make one, that's it. Um, yeah, $100,000, four years you get 7% of what this makes over 10 years. And I think it's only fair that it would be 7% of once it starts making money. I don't wanna screw you out of it. It takes me five years to start making money. So for for five years you get 7% of zero, It's that's bullshit. So I think it would be, I think the honest, earnest uh, exchange would be 7% for 10 years once it starts making money. I don't know, it's not insane. You don't even need to be a Rogan or a Pie what if you make uh what do you make a million dollars a year mkbhd it's not fucking insane it's not at all with spotify youtube bit and then you have other sponsors you have apparel that shit happens and i'm only eight months in give me 10 years and i will absolutely do that i don't know or don't either way i'm going to succeed one it might just take longer i would like for it to be quicker and uh that would be badass if someone bet on me um yeah that's my pitch um i hope i don't have covid and um yeah so that that's my pitch i kind of want to wrap this into another episode right now i don't know beirut explosion kind of crazy i don't really want to do that I, i have such a bad headache i hope i don't have covid so there you go everyone hopefully uh someone takes a bet and uh let me make you rich godspeed everyone stay safe out there or don't you don't have to stay safe either way in the end of the recording is now